I can't not point. Kirsten's walking around, finger guns ablazing. I'm trying to like. Camera's just screaming your arms at me. Down. Don't point. Don't point. I begged you to super glue my fingers together and you wouldn't. $10,000 can buy you some great trips. 15 days on the slopes in Colorado. 10 days with the family at Disney. One week snorkeling in the Bahamas. What if you want to go around the world on 10K for six months? I'm Kirsten. And I'm Cameron Coates. And together we're on the ultimate long-term budget trip. This is Coats to Coast. Welcome to episode 24. It's minds over matter in this one, but we're going to tell you what mattered in minds. Dang, Cam- that was good. Hey, thanks. <laughs> have, you, have you been preparing for that one? I haven't. <laughs> it just came off That's the top really of my head. That's really good. For, just off the top of your head. <laughs> so, you. uh, Kirsten, that. where are we right now? Oh, I was going to ask you that. Oh, Cameron, where are we right now? <laughs> We're in Madrid. Cam- We're recording this in Madrid. <laughs> uh, interesting voice there. That's what I sound like, right? Yeah, it's spot on. Okay. It's spot on. So we're we're in Madrid, Spain. This episode's all about Mainz, Germany. Uh, it's <laughs> spelled M A I N Z. Don't call it Mainz. It's Mainz. Yeah, yeah. They like to switch vowels. Apparently, the Germans. Um. So. And for reference' sake, it's just east of Frankfurt. Frankfurt and Mainz mm-hmm. share an airport. Central Eastern Germany, I would say. Yeah, surprisingly large city, but less touristy. A fun fact, though, about this city, it has a sister city rather close to home from where we were. Cameron, you want to tell them what city? Owensboro. No, not Owensboro. Um. Why are you guessing? You know. Well, if I say Beaver people- Dam? No, if I say people are going to get on me about the pronunciation- Ah, that's right. Louisville. Yeah, it's that city's sister city. Isn't that weird? It is weird. There's no horse racing in mines. All righty. We got to get into what we're looking forward to. So what were we looking forward to, Cameron? What were you looking forward to? Well, I was looking forward to something a little south of mines. The good news when everything's kind of centrally located, we're going to take a day trip to Stuttgart, which is about an hour south by train, or a little more than that, to go to the Mercedes-Benz Museum. The Mercedes-Benz is from Stuttgart. And apparently they had a heck of a museum I read. And, uh, well, I think it lived up to the expectation. We'll talk about that later. What were you looking forward to? Um, I was looking forward to spending time with our dear friends, Hunter and Gracie. And that was amazing. It's, that was really cool getting to see them. Yeah, it's so cool getting to like travel with friends. And just also with a group. I feel like, I don't know, it's like a different kind of experience. So that was really great. We did spend a lot of time with them, which was wonderful. We were actually in Mines over Halloween, um, so that was interesting. Got to celebrate that in another country. Haven't done that before. Yeah, I was wondering how Halloween would go because I made a reference to dressing up for Halloween with our tour guide at Chinachita in Rome, mm-hmm. and she just gave me a thousand-yard stare. And I was like, oh, y'all don't do Halloween, I guess. I knew Halloween wasn't as big of a deal outside of the U.S., but I didn't realize it really, really isn't. A lot of people just don't celebrate it. It's just now apparently making its way over to yeah. Europe. We had a really good time. We got a little dressed up. We had some spooky times with the movie night over at Hunter and Gracie's. We watched some young Frankenstein. So that was fun. On our way back, we ended up getting off at a stop and switching buses. 
we did see a lot of people, mostly like teenagers, young adults, dressed up. And this was like the main station. Um, so I guess some people do dress up, just not, it's not really as advertised as heavily and it's not as much of a thing as in the U.S. for sure. There weren't a lot of decorations, but there were some houses that had jack-o'-lanterns yeah. that they'd carved or they had spooky stuff up. But we were switching trains or buses because mine's public transportation is confusing man problematic we only stayed about 20 minutes ish away from like the center of the city unfortunately we chose 20 minutes on the opposite direction of our friends so they were like 40 minutes to an hour away um and there wasn't a direct bus that really got us there so if you wanted not to have to walk a lot then you needed to switch buses and they have an app it doesn't go through google maps you have to download their app and what I think it is, is the app just tells you based on the schedule that is set, if the buses are running late or early, you're just out of luck. And a lot of the buses like change destinations or stops depending on the time of day. You want to tell them how much we paid for this service? It's about 25 euros for a week. We were there for 10 days, so we had to pay in a few times besides that. But that's still kind of heavy especially for as sporadic as the bus system was. We were spoiled yeah. in Vienna because we Vienna's really public transportation system is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like There will be a bus or a metro three to five minutes max. Mine's, uh, if you missed the bus, it was typically about a 20 to 25 minute wait until the next one came around. It was not my favorite city to try to navigate. I mean, Good we Good experience? Did it. We yeah. did, yeah. You just got to pay attention. Awareness is always good though. It is good, though, that we did make sure we had our tickets because we did have our first run in with the transit cops. Yeah. I was beginning to think they were just a myth or that they just wiped that out due to COVID because a lot of places we've been, like the buses in Italy, the subways in Vienna, all run on the honor system. You buying a ticket and then maybe transit cops will come on board and check. And if not, you get a hefty fine. Obviously, you should get the ticket because that's the right thing to do. Uh, But yeah, this was the first time we saw transit cops. And I did not know because a lady just came up to us and was just standing, staring at us. uh, She wasn't even staring at us. She had her like, she was like sideways, leaned against the bus waiting for us. Yeah, I was reading my Kindle and you're like, I think they're checking tickets. Plain clothes transit cops. Yep. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of weird. I guess they do it so people don't hop off if they see them hopping on. Mm-hmm. That's the only city. I think it's funny that out of all the cities we went to, that Mines was the one that checked. If, you, uh, if you've never heard of Mines, bringing it in the news recently, it's actually the location of the BioNTech Yeah, we factory. passed that on the bus. It has its own stop. It's the people that worked with Pfizer to create their COVID vaccine. So that's what we got. Fun fact, yeah. So Mines actually has a surprising amount to do considering it's not really a tourist destination. There's lots of little museums and things like that. Um, Gracie took us on an awesome tour around downtown. Um, it's really beautiful. A ton of old churches. I was, they yeah, had more than I was they had expecting. like three yeah. huge ones just within like five minutes of each other. Um, and just really pretty architecture. They also have a really great, like you can walk along the Rhine, the river. Um, and that's pretty beautiful. And you can walk into this wonderful park. Gets a little weird though. The park has goats. And wait for it flamingos yeah just 
Pretty pink flamingos. Go and Molly Ringwald. If you'd asked me where on this trip we would be likely to run into flamingos, my answer would have been nowhere, but certainly not Germany. I don't know. There's just they just have flamingos. The thing I thought was weirdest was that there were no children by the flamingo thing. But there were <laughs> yeah. tons of kids by the goats being like, look at the goats. I'm like, there are flamingos right here. Have you not gotten to this yet? Or Goats are pretty cool, though. The flamingos weren't interacting. Maybe that's why. They don't have to. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Both are awesome, for sure. There's also, they do a really awesome Saturday market. I think this is the best market we went to. It was like definitely more like get your groceries at the market. But they had like like a lot of floral stuff, too, and some like honey stuff and everything. And some gorgeous bouquets. Yeah. For not very expensive. Yeah. So we saw saw a lot and did a lot. Yeah, it's hard though, especially when there's beautiful things, there's lots of stuff in the market to point out because Kirsten's a pointer. I didn't realize how much you pointed stuff. And typically that's not an issue because I like to be alerted to things in our general vicinity of interest. I'm sorry for giving you a verbal and visual cue to help you understand what I'm talking about. I appreciate it. But in German culture, for some reason, the pointer finger is the middle finger. You know, Is that a, what it is? In an offensive sense. Pretty much, yeah. That's giving them the finger. I can't not point. Kirsten's walking around, finger guns a-blazing through the streets, and I'm trying to like- Camera's just screaming at me, don't point, don't point. I begged you to super glue my fingers together, and you wouldn't. I thought, I I found mittens to buy you. I was going to get those, because you can point with your whole hand. So yeah, if you're in Germany, be mindful of uh, who you're, uh, where you're pointing. How you're pointing. When you're pointing. Why you're pointing. Thank you, Drex. (laughs) Uh, okay, but what we didn't go, we didn't make it to a lot of museums. In fact, we only made it to one. Well, we spent a lot of time with Hunter and Gracie. We did. No, I have no regrets. But we did make it to the most important one. <laughs> for me, for a weird reason, I guess. A good reason. There's the Faschnacht Museum, which is basically like German carnival. It's the same general concept. It's partying and dressing up to celebrate the end of winter and also the start of Lent. It's on the Catholic calendar. I like Fashnock because it's very prevalent in the game Fallout 76. Uh, in West Virginia, there's actually a real town, Helvetia, that was colonized by German settlers and they brought Fashnock with them. So they celebrate it every year. Uh, but apparently there's a huge, huge thing in mines. Every year, they have one of the biggest Fashnock celebrations in the country. And like it's televised to the rest of Germany. It's a big freaking deal. And they have a museum for it that was really cheap and really cool. And they have giant heads. This was really cheap. It was two fifty like euros, heads. and that was like the non-discounted price. So if yeah. you were a student or something like that, you can get it even cheaper. But we just five euro for the both of us. Got to see a lot of cool costumes. They do like pins to raise funds for it. Um, and there's those the giant like paper mache heads they wear in the parade. And just weird, weird stuff, and it was delightful. Fun and silly. There's a lot of political satire. Yeah, they have owl podiums. Yeah. I don't know what that called was for. butts. What? The podiums are called butts. How did I miss that? I mean, that's, it's just like You were barrel. speaking from a butt. There's a lot of cool museums in mines. They have the Gutenberg Museum, Johann Gutenberg, Sweet Child of Mines. <laughs> Uh, and of course, the printing press and the Bible and the Catholic Church got angry. There's also the an ancient shipbuilding museum that our Airbnb host highly regarded 
uh, that was free. We didn't get to go because they were closed. Roman ships were found there, like the ruins of it, and it has some of those apparently. Yeah. So check that out and let us know if we missed out. There's also a lot of food. I would say we ate decently while we were there. <laughs> there's certainly a uh, lot of a, bakeries. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just looking at the notes here, and I was just thinking of all the delicious pretzels I had while I was yeah. there. Oh, man. We walked by a, just a random pretzel stand at by one of the main squares, and there's the fattest pigeon, dummy thick pigeon, <laughs> like a volleyball. You could have rolled him away, just living by the pretzel stand, living his best life. He's got it figured out. Yeah. That pigeon was like, if I stay here, People will feed me little pretzel bits, and I'll be big and happy. And he certainly was. He was. Yeah, in Germany, it's super common. You go to the bakery like every single day and get fresh bread and stuff. So we went to the bakery quite often. Not every day, but like every other day um, and got lots of goodies. And it's super cheap. It's really Um, cheap. Yeah, and that was wonderful. So we did a lot of cooking in Germany. Um, kept expenses down. There's a lot of variety given some of our other places. You finally got Ethiopian again. Oh my gosh, really good Ethiopian too. And had too. that since Washington State. Yeah, we got some good vegan food. Had some Thai. Went to last night. We did go to like a traditionally German place. We went to the Eisgrubra. It's a brewery, um, but they also serve food. And Cameron finally got his ridiculously large beer. I wanted one of those big German beers you see in the movies and on television. And boy, did I get it. They brought it out in exactly the huge glass you're picturing. Huge comical glass. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't actually think they would do this, but they did it. They had good food, too. They did have good food. Had some liver dumplings, sauerkraut, mashed potatoes. Love it. Speaking of hilarious meats, near our Airbnb... Uh, there was a butcher shop that I never actually saw open, but I guess they don't have to be because out in front of the butcher shop, they had a deli vending machine. Because I can't just say it was just meat because, yes, they did have the different loafs and the various cuts of meat, but they also had eggs. They had dry spaghetti in there. It was bonkers. And it just got more hilarious, I feel like, the lineup in there. They Every changed night it out, were, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, when people would buy it out, they would put something completely new and random in there. We had a fun time in Mainz, but we also took that day trip to Stuttgart. This is where my parents met. My dad was stationed in Stuttgart, and uh, we went down there via train. <laughs> yeah. We only booked it two days before because we didn't know how our schedule was going to work out. Uh, so it was actually more expensive to go from Mainz to Stuttgart than it was to take a train from vienna all the way to mines when we went to stuttgart though uh we went to this really awesome um thai place we got tied twice in yeah. the week we went to go visit uh a guy that's friends with a guy i know in radio he's also in audio it's a uh, ollie is his name with uh, ben's town and so before we visited their studio uh we went to kwan Cow on his recommendation and thank you ollie because it was delicious it was super good also, just like really nice inside, but yeah, they had good lunch deals. Mm-hmm. I got the pad thai. What did you? You got the peanut one. The it was the musamam. Oh my gosh, that curry. was maybe some of the best. It was definitely very good. And then after visiting Ben's town, Cianali, we got to go to the Mercedes Benz Museum. Now, people who have been following us since episode one will know I before the trip owned a 1982 380 SL. So I love 
Mercedes Benzes. They're just cars that I've always thought were cool. And it was really amazing to get to go tour this museum. It was a seriously impressive museum for 10 euros a person. Yeah. I uh, hardly know anything about cars, nor do I really have a particular interest in it. And I freaking loved this museum. And I loved it for so many reasons. But here are just a few. So well curated. It's like the Guggenheim. It's like a, a big spiral. Yeah, a big spiral. There we go. That's the word. Um, and so like you start at the top, you take an elevator to the top and then you work your way down and you work your way like chronologically through time. I love a museum that's organized well. I love a museum for the most part, like you found your way to the next exhibit without missing a lot. And also for people who aren't super interested in cars, they have a lot of like the history that pairs with like what was going on when the these particular cars were manufactured and things like that and tying them to certain people. And it was so much more than just an automobile museum. It was so much fun. We spent hours there. Yeah. You really could spend half a day there. Yeah. Uh, But it did start with, like they have some of the original engines that Ben's made uh, when he teamed up with Daimler there at the very beginning. And then they have the oldest still running Mercedes-Benz, old SL with the going doors, which is iconic. They have the Mobile. The Mobile is there. The old G-Wagon they converted with the bubble on the back. Princess Diana's Mercedes is actually parked next to the Mobile because why not? And, oh, holy grail of Mercedes-Benz is Nicolas Cage's Mercedes was there. Yeah, we ended our museum stay with the museum closing because we literally had kind of rushed through the last two levels because it was clothing, closing. And we got there. We spent like, what, like three hours? Yeah. Three and a half? It was yeah, a long spent, time. I feel like at least another hour going I think we could have spent it. a solid five hours in that museum. It was very impressive. It was so great. Uh, eh, yeah, because there is a deal where it's like if you show up uh, 4.30 to close at 6.00, uh, you can get admission half price. And I thought, oh, maybe to do that. I, I'd seen varying reviews of how long it takes online. Don't do that. Just go and count on spending a half day there if it's you're going to go. But so I, worth 10 euros. Yeah. Uh, I know there's also the Porsche Museum in the same general area there in Stuttgart. But if you can only do one, and we talked with several people about this, they say do the Mercedes Museum. So that was pretty much the whole time we were in mines we did have to get a covid test on the way out because in a few days we're heading back to the states we're flying into miami and the state still requires you to get a test antigen or pcr if you're vaccinated if you're unvaxxed i know uh, you have to get it the day before if you're vaccinated you can get it three days before uh, so it worked out the day we were traveling from Mainz to Frankfurt, then Frankfurt to Madrid was the third day before. Originally, I was going to get it at the Madrid airport because it was cheaper than uh, any of the other places in Madrid, which is weird, right? Yeah, yeah that is weird. Considering what we've seen. Yeah. Uh, but the cheapest option, I was like, well, what about if there's something in Mainz? At the train station, the Hauptmannhof, they had testing for 15 euros. And that's pretty dang good. Yeah. Uh, as far as having to pay for tests go, I know we've been lucky, and a lot of the times we've been able to get it through like the Red Cross or someone that's doing it for free. But that's kind of being phased out here in Europe, unless you're an EU citizen. So we got it at the Hoppenhof for 15 euros. And that just kind of goes to show make sure you check all your options. Yep. So 
Yeah. Good way to save yourself a little little extra cash there. Every little helps. So that wraps up Germany. Cameron, what are you looking forward to in Madrid? I'm looking forward to, there's a particular restaurant I really love. It's Bar La Campagna. And my dad and I went there when we went to Madrid. It's a Bourdain joint. They have the bocadillos, which is like the little sandwiches with calamari. So I'm looking forward to going back there. And uh, I want to see the Tio Pepe sign in Plaza del Sol, because that's another one of favorites of mine. What are you looking forward to? It's going to sound lame, but I'm looking forward to being in the center of the city. Our Airbnb is really close to like everything. And I'm just really looking forward to not having to navigate public transportation all the time after mines. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That is good. What about meal of the week for you? Meal of the week for me, I'm going to go with my giant, hilarious German beer and the the grub at Ice Grub Bra. What about you? Um, I'm going to cheat a little here and tell you a meal that you don't know about. This is what we had for Halloween. We had some stew in a pumpkin, which is something my family always did growing up. Um, but we made it vegetarian with all kinds of root veggies, turnips and parsnips and potatoes and beets. And the beets were really great because it dyed this really great like blood red. Um, so that was really great. And we also had some pumpkin pie made fresh because I don't know if you're aware of this, but pretty much anywhere in uh, Europe, you cannot get canned pumpkin. Not really a thing. So we made that from scratch. And I'm not going to say everything went according to plan, but I think it turned out pretty dang good. It was a big so, team effort. It was. Well, you were an excellent captain. No, it was a team helm. effort for sure. Um, but yeah, that was a very good meal. That was very spooky with the blood red beet stuff. Although the other meals weren't great, but I don't know. This one stood out. Okay, y'all, let's talk about some figures here. So we spent 10 days in mines, so a little longer than usual. So Cameron, you want to tell us what the average 10-day trip to mines costs? Yeah, uh, this might be a surprise because it's surprising to me. Uh, But according to BudgetYourTrip.com, which is what we've been using to budget a lot of this out or, you know, figure out what the average cost would be and try to beat it. Uh, the average cost of a 10-day trip to mines for two is 2645 U.S. dollars, which seems a little high because that's not far off Vienna. And I don't know, I feel like, I think of Vienna as an expensive city. Yeah, I was also surprised at that. And we, we beat Vienna by half last time around, so I don't know if we'll do the same. Yeah, we did, we did definitely beat it, and we beat it well, but... Um... Still spent a lot more than I thought. We spent $1,156.50 for those 10 days. For the both of us. For the both of us, yeah. Well, that's still under half. It is. We've Since we've been doing the count here versus the average cost, we've typically been hitting under by half. So do you have any special tips for mines? I'd say get the week pass and you can't get it on the ticket machines or the app. Go to the desk and get it. If you're getting public transportation in a city you're unfamiliar with, at least in Europe, go to the desk. They will get you the best deal. The ticket uh, kiosks often don't have all your choices and it's usually confusing. So go talk to a person, even if you don't speak the language. Which is weird because it's typically kind of counterintuitive to me. I don't know. You know I feel like at the train station or the airport, the people are going to, Rip you off. Yeah. Upsell me. Yeah. Uh, But they've helped us save so much money. Yeah, absolutely. That's my biggest takeaway um, with the public transportation. And also, like, 
some cities you visit and it's not for the cuisine. So if the cuisine isn't really there and there's not a ton you want to try, just cook. Don't waste your money on subpar meals. Just cook. Yeah, we saved a lot of money that way. And I would also say if you can, when you're planning day trips by train, it is a lot like flights that's going to get exponentially more expensive until the day of. So book those as far out as you can. Like I said, that day trip to Stuttgart, we booked two days before and it was more expensive for that than it was to get from Austria to Germany. Planned it out far in advance. Do it. That's what we got for you. Make sure you're following us on social media, Coats to Coast Pod, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Pods or anywhere you can. Leave a review because that helps people find us. And uh, like and share our posts. Give us a comment. We want to hear from you. So we always like checking in from our wild minds adventures. But guys, here's one thing to think about. Wherever you travel, take coats. 